Welcome back to another episode of Empower with Emma. So this week on the pod, I thought I'd obviously do a solo one. I always like to do solo ones as well. And they're the ones that actually I think people really love. It's me kind of just being a little bit more vulnerable, talking about things as well, to know that you're not alone in your own journey. So this week, I'm going to be talking about my own struggles, my own inner battles I've had and inner demons. And also I'm going to share some with you, which I posted about on my Instagram. So I think it's just going to be a really relatable podcast. Okay, so I'm going to get right to it because this is something that I was thinking about because I'm always like, what do I talk about, you know, for solo episodes? And it can be a bit of work as well. And I always sit with it. So for the first episode of season three, I talked about um, the healing era, how it's so fucking hard, girls. And like, I didn't even share, like I was just about a week off of moving in with my boyfriend and you know triggers are coming up and from the previous relationship and it's like oh my god but that's another podcast you know yourself but like when I was going through healing as well and everyone goes through healing like people think when you're healing it's from a breakup and I said that in the first um episode on on this season and it's like, it's not about that. It's about changing patterns. It's about how you show up every day. It's about like you recognizing, oh, I did that, but I don't want to do that. It's like that quote, you know, visualize your higher self and show up as her. And I do think we've so many different versions of ourselves that we're always working on. It's like a constant battle. It's a job within itself. I'm not going to lie. Like healing is another job. It's a role that you're doing for you, basically. So when I was talking about that as well, I was getting into it and the overall feel was, you know, healing. And I do think we do that all the time. We just don't even know it, you know? And I think especially what I said as well, after COVID, I think a lot more people are really trying to look after their mental health, including myself, do you know, that way and noticing things like, and like I said, like I'm a life coach, a mindfulness teacher. I do Reiki and things like that as well, but I'm not perfect. I'm exactly the same as you. I still have struggles. I still have shit days. I still have inner demons, inner battles, And that's what I'm here to talk to you about today. So one of the things that I've been struggling with, I'd say all my life is my weight. And I did touch on this briefly. I think it was season one. I talked about, you know, confidence. But still, I do think sometimes the confidence I have, as in as you guys would either see me on Instagram or listen to me on the pod. It's like that's another side to me. That's the outer side. You know, where the inner side, I can be quite shy at sometimes, depending on certain situations or, you know, and things I struggle with is my weight. And for me, that would have all started. So we're ready to get into storytelling. I was always like, you know, a normal, like a normal child. And I think I came to about, I think it was after my communion, actually. And I think I slowly started to put on weight. Um, I didn't know what this was like for, you know, I, I start I, and I said it in my last pod with Jen's journey as well. I started to emotional eat like my mom and dad were like, you know, going through stuff as well. And it just, I think, started to affect me and I didn't know it started to affect me. And I'm the oldest as well. And I do think the oldest carries a lot more than other children, not saying that other children don't. But sometimes, you know, being being the oldest, like I'm such a nurturer, I'm such a helper. And like I do anything for anybody as well. But sometimes when you run away from that, your inner battles actually seem a lot bigger than what they are because you've always helped other people. And that was what I did. 
So back to that anyways, when I was, yeah, then started to get my confirmation. I know it was like, I was, you know, 12. And I remember like all these memories were actually starting to come back to me. I was 12 and I remember having to go to Dorothy Perkins for my confirmation suit. And I was a size 16 and I was like, this is not normal. And I know my mom and my Nana brought me there. And I actually was like, I knew this wasn't normal because all the girls in my school they were getting, you know, their dresses and everything fitted and real girly and pretty and getting them made. And I was like kind of thinking, like, what's wrong with me? Like, but I thought I just let it I just kind of like pushed it under. And I remember it was like a navy little suit. I think it was like a trousers, a navy trousers. I think it was like suede. I don't know. All the rage and a blazer and a little top and I had my hair and curls. But I remember looking and I just didn't feel nice like that 12 year old girl that Emma just didn't feel nice and it was navy like mad I'm wearing like a navy stripey jumper today Woo! and I just even thinking of it now I get a little bit hit in my stomach I just remember that girl I just didn't feel worthy like I just didn't feel it I just didn't feel special gorgeous I just felt so different from everyone else so from that then as I went into my teens I my first kiss actually so from that when I started going into my teens you know like 13 14 and that's the age like boys are starting to look at you boys are starting to you know put interests or remember that word if anyone knows <laughs> a Dublin word you know the way I think they used to say shift or aware as my mom would say will you meet him will you meet me mate basically at the corner will you meet me mate and I never got that like and I just was like oh my god I just was like no one likes me and I really really felt that I never got attention like so it was about 14 and I remember like I, all my friends were starting to get attention. I was struggling on the inside, being honest. I was putting on more weight, emotionally eating, thinking I was fine, being that happy go Larry person, real funny where that was my that was my mask. And, you know, clothes, I think I was going into like size. Yeah, I was a size 16. And then at 14, I remember I went to a disco. If anyone remembers Parnell Street Shooters, that was my first under 18 disco. And I went there and I remember I actually kissed this guy right and I was like oh my god I was chuffed with myself I was 14 that was my first kiss no joke I could have been a peck when I was about 10 or something but a, pro a proper wear as you'd say <laughs> I was 14 and to me I was like oh my god I'm so I'm so late to the party like because all my friends were like 11 12 even 13 getting a proper wear and I was like oh my god I'm a dinosaur but I was like, okay, because I knew I was, I don't like to say the fat word, but because I was that like, and that's what I attached myself. Well, I'm fat. I'm ugly. No one wants to look at me. And then 15 came, started to hang around with other people, with boys and girls around my area. And still, I always kind of just had the chats with the guys, but no one ever fancied me. And I knew that was a problem. I was like, I want attention. Like, I want to feel good about me as well inside. And like... It was just horrible because all the guys would be like, oh, will you meet my mate? Or, oh my God, look at her or look at her arse or doesn't she look great? And I never got that. Like, and I think that's why sometimes I actually seek a lot of validation sometimes because it brings me back to that little girl. And that's something I'm working on all the time. It's like, do I look nice? Even though I know I look nice, it's that inner girl. And I can feel sometimes that comes up and it can be a bit it triggers me a bit like time to time it never goes away but it's learning how to live with it and that's I'm doing a lot of work anyways and it's a lot it's a lot of work I want to do over the next while on that base because a lot of kind of old rooted stuff is coming up but anyways back to that so I was um 16 then and I remember saying to Jen on the pod I was 16 
and 16 stone and I was like this is not healthy like this is not normal like this is not cool and I want people to look at me like well guys are to look at me I want to feel good in my clothes like, like I want to get attention off boys I don't I want to feel worthy like not just my weight like because like I said like you had to be like a size a small size 12 or 10 underneath or you were fat that's just the way it was and that was the culture as well so do you remember like the magazines the Atkins diet and you know how to lose 10 pounds it was that real I don't like to say it but remember all the Kardashians were saying the heroin chic I think that's like it's just outrageous way out that all that's coming back right now where I thought we were over that where for me my pinnacle point was that 16 stone of 16 and I was like right so I went to Weight Watchers I lost that weight and I share this story sometimes to give you hope and to more reflect on myself to be like I have done this work I have done this work before I can I can do it again if I need to do it again but I find it a lot harder now to be honest now that you get older to lose weight etc but now I don't when I was 16 I lost the weight and then I slowly started to see boys attention and I was like okay and then I lost about five stone from up until about 18 I'd say and then I got my first boyfriend when I was 17 and I was like oh my god and I remember I fancied him he fancied me and I was like oh my god but then I started kind of really taking advantage of me losing the weight of like not really giving a fuck about him which wasn't right either not that I was going out cheating on him or anything like that but I didn't care because people were starting to give me attention and as much as I loved being with him I was like I just wanted to be free at the same time and nearly take advantage of the weight I was after losing and the attention I was getting so then from that I broke up with him and then I was single for about a bit and I was 18 and went away and then boys started to like look at me and then I started I had a long-term boyfriend but still throughout the years of my 20s I always said I wanted to lose another stone and I never got to my target weight and I've been battling with that I'd say since I'm 18 so 18 years I've been battling with that I'd say about a stone I've been battling with and I don't know why but sometimes and I'm battling with that in my head, I'd say 18 years now. And I don't know why I just constantly battle with that, that I need to be a certain way to feel that, that to feel good again. Because I have put on, I'd say about 10 pounds or whatever, or half stone since like COVID two years. And I would have the body where I hold on to weight a lot more. And, you know, I'd look at a Big Mac and put on five pounds. And I have to work. You have to eat healthy. You know, it's a lifestyle change that I have now. You know, I don't like all in moderation. If you follow me on Instagram, you know, I like my like glass of wine. I eat healthy. I have my ice cream, whatever it is. But if I wanted to work it, it's like I feel I'd have to like be on this regime of six weeks to do it. And half me wants to do it, but half of me is like I couldn't be fucked, you know, at the same time. Because I think from that as well, you know, obviously with the weight as well, you hold on to your struggles as well. It's like you're holding on to it. But now I'm like, right, I've had so much struggles. I think like a lot of people over the last few years, COVID, you know, breakups, something new, redundancy with my job, moving in with my new boyfriend, setting up a business, family, uh, personal things, all this, like this is life. I totally get it. It's totally life. But I nearly hold on to it and ruminate in it, nearly swim in it. And I actually had my bloods done and I got hormonal bloods done and I was like I want to know what's going on because I thought there was something going on inside I was like right do I have something I know I got I got actually um internal stuff done because I thought it was like endometriosis or whatever it was I didn't know anyways it was fine and then I was like there's something not going on I just don't feel right got the bloods done and I got them checked etc and those cortisol levels are through the roof so I actually don't realize even though 
I sometimes feel a little bit on edge. That's why I do. I'm, I'm doing the work I do, the mindfulness, things like that. I actually live in stress and I never really, I did know I kind of was going off at like as in like fight or flight, but it's like my body functions on that, especially I was in a long-term career for 10 years, high pace environment. And it's always like I'm in fight or flight. And that's why now I want to totally rejig my nervous system. And that's something that I want to reprogram myself. So I constantly think, okay, I love going to the gym. Okay. Love going to the gym. Uh, but it's weird now. It's not for my body now. It's more for my mind. I love moving my body. I feel good. I feel in the good head place. It's not to lose weight anymore, which is weird. It's like I'm in these two versions of myself of, right, you need to lose weight. But then half of me is like, I need to feel good, good in my mind, good in my body. And that's like my higher self coming in. Because I think as well, like, I was, for sometimes I, when I, when I was in that space of trying to lose weight, like I was, no joke, I remember I went to Vegas. Um, blah, blah, blah. it was about three years ago oh, no it was actually geez it was about five years ago five six years ago and I remember being going to the gym I wasn't eating carbs after four o'clock having protein shakes whatever I was eating light like you know lighter meals and I did lose weight but then it's like that's not sustainable do you know that way and it's not good for your head but at the time I didn't have all the, the stuff I went through now but what I say is is like the real glow up is what starts internally. And that's what I have to keep reminding myself, even though I do really want to say like lose that half a stone, but I'm being patient with myself. This is the thing. This is the struggle I have. It's like, okay, I'm going to lose those few pounds. And then I'm like, oh my God, I do need to rest. And I want to look after my mind. I'm feeling stressed out today. Like I'm tapping in with myself, but I do want to challenge myself at the same time, girls, you know, to feel better about myself in a bikini. Do you get me? Like, I know it's just me. It's my, my it's... <laughs> I always say it's like that Taylor Swift song. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> I always say this to my friend because it's like I'm having a battle with myself all the time being like, okay, you need to lose that weight to feel good about yourself. But in saying that, I know I want to just lose those few pounds to feel better in my clothes. It's not on the scales anymore. And would you believe I was moving out of my apartment two weeks ago with my sister. I threw out my weight scales. I threw out my weighing scales. I've had a Weight Watcher weighing scales, I'd say about six years. I think it lies, to be honest, no joke. And I fucked it out. I was like, no, I'm done with that. And now I think it's either like go off your photos or your clothes. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm after joining a new gym down here as well. And I do want to get back into my own routine because I can feel the need and I'm craving, craving my own, training my own self you know, being accountable for my own self and being like, oh my God, I did that. Like set myself a little challenge. I might get back into jogging as well. So little things like that. Like I want another bit of a physical challenge for myself to feel better within me because I've always struggled with it and I know I can do it. Like that's what I keep saying going, Emma, you lost that weight before and, you know, think of how you're going to feel. But at the same time, I do accept myself for now. So this is the thing, okay? I accept myself for now. I know I'd like to lose that half stone, feel a bit better and a bit more toned. But for me, my confidence shines from the person I am internally, not the shell. I know I'm a good person. I know I show up as me. I know I give back. I know I tap into my values, etc. But I'm confident with me as a person, not my weight, if you get me. So for anyone who needs to like hear this as well, I had an aha moment last year. I done um the Empower Hour outside in Clontarf, Ohana. 
and I remember people and I've said this before on my pod it's like if I die tomorrow I was like people are going to remember me as me not as like oh god she should have worn that and no that didn't really sue her oh she should have last and I I kind of just detached myself from that going do you know what fuck this like do you know I know I've been struggling to lose that bit of weight but I am going through a stressful time when I put my mind to it I will do it I can still show up as me because at the end of the day I've done so much inner work in my mind and in my emotional side and I'm still doing that believe me I don't think it ever ends to be honest (laughs) But I'm, I've done so much work and I'm so confident um, on how I've been educating myself and developing myself and making my mind stronger and my emotions stronger and my awareness stronger. That is that worth that half a stone that I want to lose or 10 pounds? Yeah, it actually is. So I actually had to reprogram my mind to go, do you know what? I what story am I telling myself and I used to wake up every morning and be like oh my god look at you look fat no joke I'd say for years I just woke up where I started to change the narrative going no you're not going to give a negative in the mirror now I know sometimes and this is something I want to do is mirror work it's standing in the mirror whether it's naked or in your underwear and just looking at yourself without pinching your body your body because even this morning I was looking I was like I'd love that just to be up there and that to be there (laughs) And how many women have done this? Like, we've probably all done it. But it's like to just look at yourself and, you know, like a bit of nip, a bit of tuck, a bit of smooth. But I know our bodies are in in perfection or imperfection, if you get me. Like, it's never perfect. I know that. Like, and are we ever going to be happy? But that's something I want to work on is is that side of myself because I feel like will I ever be happy? Will I ever be content? Will I ever be satisfied? Will I always be asking myself those questions? will I still be that fat girl that I constantly look in the mirror? You know, and I want to just change that narrative as well. It's changing that narrative of the stories I tell myself. I'm working on that. Like I'm working on that. So even the, I do practice what I preach. So when I'm teaching you guys, whoever has been on my walks or listen to my podcast or anything like that, or my coaching, I'm taking my own advice now. And the work that I've done over the last few years, I'm doing it as well as you guys. So like, I think a big thing for me is like, you know, acknowledging it. Like I always acknowledge how I feel. Okay. And it's like, I think of, I don't let my memories get in the way. It's like, okay, remember that time I felt a bit shit in myself, but did I stop myself from having a good time? Because how many of us actually go, okay, I'm going to go on holidays, but I'm going to sit in the shade. I'm going to wear um you know a cover up and not show off my body and I'm not going to enjoy myself like come here we've all been there like actually I'll tell you a story as well I remember years ago I wouldn't go to the Gale talk for years um because I had to get into a swimsuit and I knew I was going to be bullied and it was horrible because I missed out on memories I missed out on connections on friends all because of my weight and I still think of that as well even that but now it's weird I go for sea swims by myself or with my friends in a swimsuit and I don't let my weight hold me back on making memories. I think it's so important to not let your weight hold you back on doing things for you, making memories, having connections with people, you know, intimate, anything. Because like there's things I'm working on too and I'm like working on that, battling with it and will it ever be a constant thing or not a constant thing anymore? I don't know, but it's something I want to work on and I wanted to be vulnerable and just be like, you know what, this is something that kept coming up and I was like, I'm going to tell you today. So yeah, I'm going to actually get into also 
the messages. So I put up on Instagram last night. Um, I was like, what inner battles or what inner struggles do you struggle with? Um, but just to know that we're all in this together. We're not alone, you know. And the crazy thing is, you'd probably, some people would look at me and be like, oh my God, she has her shit together. No, 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 no. Even though I'm doing everything externally, I still have internal stuff too. But I'm learning to work on it as well. Do you know, because we're always like, we're like a, we're a constant project. We're always working on. And just when you think one project is finished, you're like, it's like that meme on Instagram. It's like, here we go. Here the fuck we go. Honestly, it's like a roller coaster. It's like, oh, here we go. We have to jump on this roller coaster again. But that's the thing about self-development journey or your own self journey. You're always tapping back in going, right, what's showing up again? What do I need to work on? So we're going to get into these now. Let me see. Okay. So the first one is self-worth and releasing the past. Yeah, I hear you. So I'm still working on that. We're in this together. I think releasing the past can be a hard one because we hold on to things. And like even me, like I was clearing out my apartment um, two weeks ago and I was getting rid of everything. I just was like, no, I can't bring my past into the future. Like gone. Um, here's another one. Okay, I'm just going to read. Being 39, married child free all friends have children I find meetups difficult now yeah I, I can totally hear you there now because obviously you feel your friends you, you need to be at a certain point with your friends but you don't that's the thing it's finding your own happiness inside like I'm what age am I I'm 36 I keep forgetting this I'm 36 like I'm 37 this year gals and like you're not alone like I was on that journey and now I'm after rewriting my story and I am happy where I'm at now and that's okay. You know, you don't have to feel pressured by your environment. If you took yourself out of that environment and you were with other people, how would you feel then? So it's finding out what you want, what's going to make you happy, you know, within yourself and within your surroundings. Never feel that you should be getting a certain thing at a certain point, whether it's standards, environment, find your own way, you know, thinking you're not good enough. Oh, yeah. I think that's a lot of, you know, I think that that's everyone, to be honest. And I would be lying if I didn't say it was me. Like you just constantly feel you're not good enough. But at the end of the day, what does good enough look like? Okay. So for me, I would have struggled with perfectionism. Everything has to be perfect. But then I got to a point being like, especially going through therapy, I was like, what is good enough? What is good enough? Does it mean that I have to leave a few crumbs on the floor instead of hoovering it every single day? Yeah, just brush it up. Or does it mean that, you know, it's doing the job, not 100%, but doing 80% and being happy about it? Because perfectionism doesn't exist, but it's finding what your good enough is. Because we can always struggle with trying to be perfect where it doesn't exist. So it's finding that little flow of what is good enough for you? What are you happy with? Okay, overthinking and just general anxiety about different stuff. Constantly overthinking and worrying about what people think. Yeah, no, I get that as well. And it's the judgment as well. You know, what do other people think? But sometimes it's kind of like reframing your mind going, are they really worrying about what I'm saying? Because I was always in my own head, especially when I was. So funny you say that when I was in my 20s and um, with the weight being like, are they looking at me thinking I'm fat? Are they looking at me because I'm wearing this? Oh, do I need to be a certain way? Am I being a bit sarcastic? All these narrative in my head where now what I do is I just, I don't let those thoughts come in. I'm just like, I'm just here in the conversation, listening to this person talking, being me. That's all I say. 
And I know it can be hard, but if you just say, I'm just sitting here now, present, just talking in the conversation and just don't let those. well, try, not don't, try not let those thoughts come in. And it does get better. Like that's something I've been working on because I always thought, I think for years I had a defense mechanism of being very harsh sometimes in conversations, very protective. Where now I've really softened that with the work I've done on myself. I'm not really like, it's a kind of the masculine feminine energy where now I'm trying a lot more to listen, not to jump, not to react as much, just to respond. And that's something I've been working on as well. So then the next one, let me see. Motivation. Life is a struggle at times. Oh, I feel you. I feel you. So I think, yeah, I can totally relate to this as well, because there was actually something I read. It's like motivation is something you get out of, I don't know, like showing up for yourself, but this, I'm not too sure what the quote was. I'll come back to you. But motivation, yeah, it's having that get up and go within yourself. But it's learning to show yourself kindness as well. Because for me, I just was constantly going and going and going. Where now I'm like, even today, like this week, I actually, my stomach was killing me. I think I had a food intolerance. I was in bits and I joined the gym and I was like, right, I have to join the gym today. And then I was like, do you know what, Emma? Just go for your walk. That's good enough. And you can start the gym next week, even though I'm itching to get to the gym because I have this like stored energy in me. But I was like, no, that's good enough to go on a good walk, get your 10,000 steps in. You're still not feeling the best. And um, not being anyone's favorite person. So you don't get invited or asked anywhere to do something. Okay, well, that's actually, yeah, that can actually be a bit mean, to be honest. And for me, if that was me, I'd actually talk to your friends about it. And sometimes I know you can't talk to your friends about it. But is it finding other friends that, you know, you feel yourself, you feel valued? Because I was at this place, I'm telling you, in my 20s and in my teens, you know, I was hanging around with people and I didn't feel I was good enough or I didn't feel like, you know, I just felt I just felt always awkward. I don't know what it was. I felt so awkward. I felt like people were talking about me. I just I don't know what it was. And I never felt accepted. Where then when through the years when you're growing as well, those friends either grow with you or you grow apart. And I grew apart. I grew apart from those friends. And I don't hold that back at all. I don't regret it at all because I've I'm a different person. Like, and that's okay to you have to understand as well. You always say the five best friends you always count on your hand and you have to think as well you know what are those friends giving to you like do those friends who aren't inviting you are they making you feel amazing are they building you up are they filling your cup up are they you know giving you that energy or are they draining you because if they're draining you and they're making you feel shit and they're not real friends. I'm sorry to say they're not real friends. And you're going to have those friends in your life. This is the thing. I've had those friends in my life too. And you just have to know, okay, is this working anymore? What do I need to do? And you can keep them on the sideline. You can still say, hey, you know, all that jazz. But doesn't mean that you need to constantly put up with them, you know? Not have my own back, valuing others and myself. Okay. Self-acceptance of not fitting in the box, although my journey has taught me a lot of love. Oh, I love that. And you know what? Self-acceptance is so hard. But what is the box? What is the box? That's the thing. So would you rather be, think of it this way. When you think of sheep, they're in a flock. Okay. But would you rather be the goat on the mountain? Doing its own thing, you know, not being herded <laughs> in, in the sheep, being herded up by the dog, sitting there. Would you rather be roaming around? Like, 
life shouldn't be about a box and I'm not just <laughs> sorry to give the analogy of animals but you know I life is not about a box it should be huge it should be non-ending like you know we're we're not supposed to fit in two little boxes we're supposed to do what we want and find out what that is so never feel you want to fit into a box like I I, I did used to feel that but now yeah now I don't I don't want to fit into a box why blend in when you can stand out, you know? Uh, was bullied by exclusion every day for five years in school. 20 years ago, I have anxiety disorders. Yes, I can totally hear you. Creating to and sticking to habits for self-improvement, personal growth. Parental resentment. My own parents, how let down I was. Yeah, I can feel you. Certain things, I feel everyone has this as well. I think how we wanted our parents to show up for us as we got older. But that's something definitely... I've worked on over the years. Therapy is amazing. Kinesiology. I did like holistic coaches as well, like rewriting your patterns, rewriting your stories, showing compassion. I found that really good. And um, imposter syndrome, mental and emotional exhaustion from being a single parent. Oh, sending you lots of love because imposter syndrome. Yeah, that can be real. But everyone gets it. Everyone gets imposter syndrome. But it's like if you're doing what you're saying and you know it, then you're not the imposter. So for me, I said, I actually said it on my my next podcast with Claire Walsh. I talk a lot about that. So it's really good. Self-love. Guilt over not being able to care for my disabled mom like she cared for me as a child. Oh, I'm so sorry. And you know what? Like that is so, so much love there. Like you're already caring for your mom as well and showing up like so, like so much love goes to that. Like, um anxiety talking badly to myself as always lack of confidence self-talk worthiness imposter syndrome here's one here pride I do things and keep going with them even though it's not what makes me happy because I feel I can't go back to this thing I'm after bigging up to my family and friends yeah that's kind of like level of expectation so you're bigging yourself up and then then keep going with it but then you're, you're actually I can relate to this as well because you're putting so much pressure on yourself. Hello, I've done this for years. And you put so much pressure on yourself that nearly when you don't keep going or something falls off or that project doesn't go to plan, you nearly feel like, oh, it's gone tits up. I can't really say it to anyone. But it's all to do with you, the work that you're putting in for you. Do you need to do that much work? You know, you it all kind of starts with self-validation as well. But your family and friends are always going to love you and always going to be there for you and always going to support you as well, no matter what. Um, beating myself up for letting myself or others down, especially when I've tried so hard. My body, never feeling valued by others. Being a good friend, feeling as though I'm too much due to previous relationships. My confidence, negative self-talk particularly. So you can see there's like an overall theme here as well. Like I'm not alone, thank God, because I didn't look at these actually before I came and done this pod today. And I don't feel alone. I do think as well, like a lot of it is the same, like self-worth, inner stuff, releasing the past and um, confidence, love, negative talk, people afraid of, you know, what they think as well. But when we actually realize that, like, you know, we're all like on this journey of life together as well. And we just have to show ourselves a bit more love. I'm learning to do it. I have those bad days, too. But one thing that I noticed, I have a few things wrote down here is that, you know, I used to actually people please so much 
to be liked, the validation to be liked. But inside, it was like I was running away from myself, where when I started saying no and giving back to myself, I started to like the person I was a lot more because I was giving that time to me. Even though I wanted to run away, I had to give back to me first. You lose touch of yourself when you're giving all the time. So when you actually let go of that and give more time back to yourself, you have to sit in it. It's scary, believe me, but it's worth it because you learn so much about yourself and you're showing yourself more, more kindness as well. So how to embrace this, how to embrace those demons, those struggles a lot more. So number one, like I said earlier, is acknowledge them. Don't ignore them. See what is going on inside you. What do you feel? What are the emotions coming up? What way is your body? Write them down. Talk to someone about it as well. Uh, what are the good memories? So for me, even though if I felt, I remember one time I was on the beach and I felt a bit, I'm not going to say the F word, a bit fluffy, and uh, but I didn't let that shadow my good time so good memories always think of the good memories that you don't let those thoughts overcome you what those good memories were you didn't let them have negative thoughts you people loved you around you and you what else could you think of you didn't let that chatter go inside you you let let the good times come number three kindness and compassion not those names get in not let those bullies get in your head give back to yourself Think of that little girl, put your hand on your heart and just be like, oh my God, look what you've been through. Look what you've done. Look how you have risen from those ashes like a phoenix. Um, show yourself so much compassion and love. And what is that? What is self-love? Do you, do you need a ritual? Do you need to do something? Do you need to, you know, feel connected with other people? You know, is it a bubble bath? Is it therapy? Like what is your self-love and kindness? Number four, keep going. Just keep going. So for me, you can see all these years I've kept going. I still go to the gym. I still challenge myself. I still put myself in those situations. And I always think of that younger girl. That's how I think I keep going. That's being honest. I go, look at that 16 year old girl struggling. I'm not going to let her down. I'm going to, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to make her proud. That's honestly how I think I keep going. Number five, move your body. It just, when you think about emotions, it's our energy in motion. So it's stored emotion. And once you start, whether it's walking, moving, dancing, cartwheels, gym, running, whatever it is, you're always going to feel so much better. Just move the body and it's so much better for your head. Number six, positivity. Give it more control. We always let that negative have more control. Like the devil and the angel on your on your shoulder. You always give in to the negative. Go, all right, fine. All right, fine. Because it's comfortable. It's easy. But the positive is growth is us recognizing how we feel, is tapping into the good times. It's shifting that as well. Like think of the power you have over yourself. Number seven, living and keeping it at bay. So like we're still living. We're keeping it at bay. We're not letting it consume us. Like for me, I'm not letting it consume me every single day. So even like sometimes I'm nearly like, oh my God, the thoughts of wearing something tight. Like seriously, I have this thing, okay? There's other girls who are curvier and I'm like, girl, you are slaying that body con dress where I'm like, Jesus, no, I couldn't wear that. I might have times where I'm like, yes, I'm feeling it, but I don't think I'm, I might own about two or three tight dresses. And then it's so funny when I wear them, I'm like, oh, when I look back at photos, I'm like, oh my God, I actually looked good. But in that moment, I feel huge. I'm like, oh my God. And I always stop myself from buying tighter clothes or fishy, more fitted clothes because I feel that way. But when I do it, it's like, it's a complex. It's a complex and it's something I'm working on. So I'm here with you, but I live with it and I keep it at bay. So those seven things, number one, acknowledge it. Don't ignore it. Number two, 
good memories, let them roll in. Number three, kindness and compassion. Four, keep it going. Just keep going. Five, move that body. Six, give the positive more control. And number seven, living with it and keeping it at bay. Well, like I went into it there. I didn't know I was going to be like so in depth about, you know, what I was going to say. I had some notes there, but I always like to really just share you know intimate things and what I'm going through in my life to give you some hope you some help and inspire you guys as well along with I love when you write in so thank you so much for everyone who wrote in on my Instagram that means the world to me because interacting with me I'm able to interact with you and share more stories and I hope you loved this week's pod I always get real nervous when I do like my own pods but when I get into it I just love it I really love doing this and I would love even more if you could rate share or subscribe to this podcast it means the absolute world to me um as i grow myself and thank you so much you can follow me over at emma kyo or at empower with emma and thank you so much for today and have a gorgeous week